Hey, everybody, this is your host, Zahra Huber of Breaking Pita with Z. That's me, which is brought to you, by the way, by Elamir Restaurant, the winner of the James Beard Award. Check out their two locations in Dearborn and Dearborn Heights for some amazing Arabic breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's honestly one of my personal favorites. Is there more of an appropriate sponsor for Breaking Pita with Z than Alamir Restaurant in Dearborn? Because, you know, when you go there, they give you, like, that fresh, hot bread. <laughs> Did I just make pita bread sexy? Pita bread is pretty sexy, though. To be fair, you didn't need to add any layers to the sexiness of pita bread. This is very true. And by the way, that's another voice on my podcast today. That's actually a person. That's not like just somebody you're hearing in your car next to you. I have Diana Hussein on today. She is a friend and she is Lebanese American. So she kind of will be talking with me today because we will be discussing dating while Arab. And I know she's a communications person for labor union. Right. So obviously a clear expert for dating while Arab doing communications in the labor movement. (laughs) But however, she is actually an expert because we're both Arab American and we are women and we've dated. How about that? Having actual Arab Americans to tell the narrative of Arab Americans. Yeah. Somebody needs to alert Hollywood that there's (laughs) non-white men men available to be experts on our own community. Oh my God. I love it. So uh, first of all, Dating while Arab is actually not a term we use in the Arab or Muslim culture. The term dating. Dating is haram. Haram means forbidden for those who don't know in Arabic. So dating is actually taboo itself. It has a negative connotation because, you know, let's be honest, what comes along with dating? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, we won't even talk about it. And like you said, when we were talking off mic earlier, there isn't even a word for boyfriend in Arabic. No. What, even now, to this day, as like an adult that who has a different kind of relationship with my dad in particular now when it comes to dating... Um, we'll still refer to a boyfriend as my fiance without oh yeah without my boyfriend and I yeah. even if he being anywhere near that I don't even like to like to, I have a boyfriend and I feel still weird sometimes using the word this is my boyfriend because we were raised not to use that term yeah it's almost like you get a hint of guilt just uttering the word yes. this is my boyfriend yeah you have to like whisper Yee. it this is my boyfriend yee. <laughs> Arabs say that when it's like something like shocking. Yee. Yeah, look at Samia's daughter. <laughs> and so um, there's a lot that goes into dating growing up. Uh, we are both in our 30s. I know I'm giving happy birthday, by the way, Diana. It's her birthday today. Yes. You said you turned 32? 33. Oh, so 33, girl. I'm Welcome. officially as old as Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes. That's a whole nother podcast, <laughs> by the way. But um, so I remember for me while growing up... <laughs> When I wanted to just meet somebody or even when I was quote unquote talking to someone, because that's the term we use, get to know or talk to someone, I would actually tell my parents that I was meeting a female friend. Oh, yeah. The old give them the woman's name when you're hanging out with. Yeah, I'm hanging out with Fatima. Yeah, no. For In high school, it got to the point where I would tell my parents I was with Kira and her mom. Like it was also with her mom for like that extra layer. When really you were at the movies with Michael. Yeah, where we don't actually walk into the movies together. Oh, like God, you no. go in first, I'll no, meet no, no, you there. No, 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 like yeah, it's something God forbid. super covert. Yeah, just in case, just in case. And let's not forget that the name of that friend is also Fatima in my phone book. Yeah, right, that's so true. <laughs> actually, that's like actually, one of the first things that was happening is I was turning like, you know, age 15, 16, and that's when cell phones became a thing yes. in all our pockets. Yep, because so, before cell phones, it was a whole different story because like, for instance, I don't know about you, but I use that 
thing that millennials don't really know much about nowadays or what is it generation z's the call waiting call waiting i was actually really lucky when we first i one point for a brief moment in my life i had my own phone line but then that got oh, overtaken see, yeah. when we yeah, got yeah yeah see you were lucky i didn't have up. that crap i had call waiting and i knew when my the guy that i was talking to was going to call me. So if he was going to call me at like 5.45, I called my best friend at like 5.40. Oh my gosh. I totally <laughs> forgot about that And shit. I would be That's like, so hey, real. I would call, I remember my best friend, I'd call her, I'd be like, hey, Sherry, uh, this guy's going to call me at 5.45. So let's just talk for a few minutes and then I'm going to take the other line. And then if something happens, I'm going to call you right back. And that way, when he called in, it just went into my call waiting. So I just heard doot doot in my ear and I picked up and I got to talk to him for an hour when my parents were in the other room thinking, hey, I'm talking to my best friend, Sherry. That's like next level savvy that only Arab American women like kind of can pick up on. That's like whole new level. And how many times were you just super paranoid for the entire oh conversation? Like, oh, wait, hang did on. I hear a click? I think somebody's breathing. Or even worse, yeah. when accidentally <laughs> someone is on the other line, but yep. you don't have a phone to text the person calling, no. No, don't no, no, call. No, 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 because this is way before cell phones oh, even existed. You had to plan that to a T oh, for yeah. it to work. Like, my dad's going to shower today at 6 p.m., so I'm going to make sure that when the guy calls me, it's at 6 p.m., and by the time my dad gets out the shower, I have to be off that phone. I think the funniest... Just in case. <laughs> the funniest part about all this is that we weren't trying to do anything, like, terrible. We literally were wanting to talk on the phone. And it wasn't even, like, like at this point, I don't know for you, but it wasn't even, like, really sexual for me. Oh, no, it no, It was no. just like I wanted to talk to this guy. That was it. That's all it was. But it still felt sexual because of just how, how like, forbidden it yeah, all felt Yeah, it was anyways. so forbidden. But even if you do end up just talking about homework and stuff, because what else do you talk about <laughs> when you're actually 15 years old? Despite our parents' worst fears that we are also normal teenagers who have yep. normal teenage yep. things to do... So when we are talking to Yian, someone of the opposite sex, Ooh. it is still about the same things we would yes. be talking to to our like besties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just like a friend, but that was a boy, but we liked them and we thought we loved them, God forbid. But yeah, yeah that, so I feel like that in itself is a whole nother podcast. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, we'll talk about that at another point. But like even when I was 19, so I was um, talking to this guy who lived next door. And so sometimes I'd go over there and visit and hang out with his family. Like it was so innocent, really. I'll just go sit with his family. But of course I wasn't allowed to do that. And, um, I knew the motion light sensors around my house. Okay. <laughs> I knew what stairs creaked. So when I went down the stairs to go out the side door, I knew what stairs creaked. So I made sure to skip over them. And then I knew where the motion light sensors were and what areas. So it was basically like, I was like army crawling through the grass. <laughs> I'm thinking of that. Scene. Stop, drop and roll. But in a whole different, for a whole different reason. When um, that movie um, Entrapment with Catherine oh, Zeta-Jones. Oh, yeah, that was like 100% that famous scene me. where she's doing all sorts of acrobats oh, and that gymnastics. Was like you're, we're just art thieves, like just trying to get yeah. around. And oh, that was at the totally end of the day. Me. I mean, these are like low key skills that who knows what we could be doing with yeah, them right now. Exactly. I would wear like dark clothing. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing though is for I grew up in my bedroom we had um the back porch oh, door yeah. was in my bedroom which That's a whole nother story. It literally meant nothing in yeah. my life because I was so afraid to actually use that even when I had at one point I was trying to sneak out just literally to go to Ramshorn with a boy late at Ooh, night. Ramshorn. But um at the door I was trying to use it but I would get so scared if it so much as made a little sound and then freeze. 
like yeah. like I was trying to I was a criminal trying to like escape. Oh, you like, are cop a criminal, Diana. And, don't you know property. this? Yeah. As if as if a creak in the door is going to be the sound that like all wakes the, the entire and neighborhood up. up. And, and my parents are just waiting in the other room, sound asleep. I can literally hear my dad snoring. And still, I think, oh, well, this is going to just alert him from his, like, deep sleep cycle. And, so like, great. he's going to be there ready to... I don't know even what the worst what thing we would have... Yeah. What the worst thing would have been happened. You would have gotten yelled at. So I do want to talk a little bit about why dating is such a bad... It just has such a negative connotation in our culture. I think it's because for... Uh, it's about reputation, I think. You know, people... Par- Arab parents really want their sons and daughters, but <laughs> specifically their daughters, to really just get married. And... Um, not just date around, not just like go around with whoever, you know, they want to meet the man. And even if it's, even if it's not marriage right away, they do want to meet the guy. They want to know who this guy is, who this guy's family is almost like the traditional, like, if you think about it back in like, I don't know, like the early nineties, late eighties. I remember even American families would do that. Hey, bring the guy over. I want to meet him when he comes to pick you up for a date. You know, I want to make sure that, you know, I shake his hand. I look him in the eye. I tell him, hey, make sure to take care of my daughter. So this is just a little bit of a stricter process, I guess, for Arabs. But um, I feel like that's my take on it. What do you think? Honestly, like at the end of the day, I feel like Zaha and I can both agree our parents have the best of intentions. And it ultimately does come back to them wanting us to be happy. Mm -hmm. And this is what they feel is best for us to be happy in life. Exactly. And that's finding a good person to be a partner with. And even if my dad tries to explain it, it sounds on the surface super progressive. Yeah. And for our best interest. But of course, it does kind of like blur when when you bring in kind of Western traditions. And there are a lot of And they're afraid. A lot of them are afraid of bringing those Western traditions traditions in too much just because they want to keep that culture they want to keep that tradition and and that's all fair because i believe like when you know our parents generation came here and even if they were like first or second generation they still are holding on to like the values that they want to bring back from home and they feel like you know installing them in us is the way for us to be able to carry the legacies that you know they brought and carry the legacies carry the traditions but they also, I think, and this is maybe just for me, or you could probably speak to this too, like at some point our families start to tr- at least slightly recognize more and more our own abilities to make our own decisions for yes. what's best for us. And that might not be to, you know, find the right man and get married at a young age and yes. have kids at a young yeah, age. Yeah, because so my dad wanted me to get married right out of high school. And I'm like, hold on, wait for college. And it, honestly, for me, when I did talk to a guy, uh, it was for marriage. Like my intention was marriage, but I did end up getting married and divorced, uh, like within a two year period, which is also a whole nother podcast. But, um, and then after that, my whole like view on marriage and dating completely changed because now I wanted to, uh, date somebody to get to know them, to see if this is somebody I would want to marry. So I would, when I was younger, I would start out with, I'm going to date this person and get married to this person. As I got older, it's, I'm going to date this person to see if it's somebody that I would ever want to marry. You know, it's so funny. You're, you're much, you've been much less cynical about dating than I've always been. Oh, Um, I was a dove girl. Trust me. I'm so cynical about dating still. I didn't need (laughs) to have that whole experience of getting married to understand that. Like I, I've always been a cynic, and I never have been that person who wanted to get married. I've always, I was, I used to think it was teenage angst to be honest, but even now I'm still a little bit cynical about, you know, the, the idea of marriage, but I do feel a little bit of a shift, but I've never been that person who wanted to get married. And I think that's what built this tension. Yeah. And I would always argue back like, no way I'm never getting married yeah. to my parents. Oh and no, I completely understand. Yeah. It's almost like a rebellion. 
rebellion. Yes. Only now it's less of a rebellion and more of like, okay, I don't, I don't know if I want to get married. Yeah, you don't. I probably I don't, will. I don't think I want to. I'm so I'm dating somebody. We're going, we're like just over eight months now. And I love this guy. And I mean, he's been married. I've been married. So right now we're kind of just like, you know, let's just see where this goes. Right. Like, I want to be with you. You want to be with me. He's my boyfriend. Jim Oh my God. He boyfriend. But yeah, and so like it, my perception for me has changed. But back to like some of the stories, like I remember the first di- time I dated a non-Muslim. I remember he's like, hey, I'm going to pick you up from your house and meet your mom because my parents are divorced and I was living with my mom. And I was like, what do you mean you're going to come over to my house and pick me up? I'll meet you at the restaurant to go have dinner. No, oh, I'm going to I'm going to be a gentleman. I'm going to do it the right way and pick you up and meet my mom. And I was like. Yeah, I don't think so. No, <laughs> because the chivalry is no, not welcome. No, we don't need that chivalry. Do not bring I'm just going to go ahead and meet you. Well, this mofo showed up at my house to pick me up to meet my mom. Because, okay, so in Arab culture, we don't get picked up unless this guy has met your family. You guys are ready to get married. <laughs> You're ready to, like, introduce him to your grandparents and your aunts and uncles and your, your cousins. Pa- your parents have met his parents. Yep, 100%. So your they don't just come to your house. Yeah, parents. exactly. There's background checks on the entire family. His great-grandparents have a background check. But, yeah, so he came and actually picked me up, and I remember telling my mom, yeah, this is just a friend. A friend is picking me up. Totally, totally Innocent. So normal. Nothing. Nothing's nothing gonna happen. Here. Nothing to see here. Those flowers are for you, Mama. Yeah, exactly. And and I remember just feeling so awkward. And um, I think he was really the only one who ever just picked me up on a first date. We ended up in a relationship for a while, but um, I just remember how awkward it was. Like, what do you mean you're gonna pick me up? I think we should just meet. Yeah. No. I was. Let's I was just secretly meet. <laughs> Right. It's always the, like spy shit happening. Yeah. And I, I've always just remembering now it's more like I've been so overly paranoid. Even with that, it's like I'd either just like park at the end of the road and yes. take 20 minutes yes. to get out of the car or, okay, I'm just going to oh like, God, you're going to yes. drive here. Once you're right this part of the block where this truck is blocking you, I'm just going to jump out. I'll see you later. I'm yes. going to say bye right Don't now. Don't even stop the car. We'd have to say bye like roll 20 minutes car. away from the yeah, house I'm if I wanted to get out a of the kiss. car. I, so bringing home an, a, a non-Arab for me was just ultimately bringing home a guy for the first time. And it was kind of one of those things where throughout all of high school, I was just denied, denied, denied. But I had a high school sweetheart. Um, and he was pretty much as white as it could get, Joel. <laughs> but like, so Joel, just full disclosure to this day, is one of my good friends. But in high school, we're dated 100% innocent, like... Nothing that my parents' worst fears was never happening. We're literally part of the same friend circle. It was really, really cute stuff. But once we turned 19 and he was going to move to California to go to school, you know, my parents figured it out. And I think there was a bigger conversation that was being had about our future. And it was the first time where I was just like, okay, well, this is what my brother does. This is what my mom does every time my brother has a white girlfriend. You know, we go, ictabiktab. Or whatever it is. Yeah, yes, like, I'm not great at pronouncing Arabic. Go get Arabic. engaged, basically. Yes, the fake... In the front of a mo- in a mosque. The old fake marriage trick. Yes. <laughs> and so I was 19, and Joel and I found a very, very open-minded imam, and so we, we got Islamically, quote-unquote, married. 
but you know, never did it legally or whatever. And this might really kind of is an awful thing that we did here, <laughs> but it was really to ease my mom's mind. And so at that point, it was more of like a open-minded relationship where he was able to like come over and watch TV at my house and we were able to go out together. And none of that mattered because yeah. my mom's mind was at ease yeah. until we broke up. So you kind of did it for your mom though. Uh, absolutely, for so my that's, mom. That's the same thing. So uh, in our religion, in uh, Muslim religion, um, in, especially in the Shia so there's two sects, two major sects. It's Sia, uh, Sia, Sunni and Shia. And our family is Shia, and we believe in this thing called muta, which means, quote unquote, temporary marriage. And so my mom would ask me to do this temporary marriage where all you say is, I'm going to marry you for six months. And after six months, Ooh. if you want to redo this contract, we'll redo it. If not, we'll just kind of like not redo the contract. But my mom's always like, I don't want to wear my scarf in front of them. So... Can you go ahead and just muta them, please, so that like you guys are halal or acceptable in the eyes of God? And once you muta somebody, you can do anything you want. Yep. And that's really funny about the mom because there were moments where Joel would accidentally see my mom in our scarf, and it was it, it was a funny moment more than it was like yeah. oh my god a freak out moment. Yeah. But then the moment after we did the, the oh that scarf comes right off right it was 100%. it was so traumatic. <laughs> my mom was finally at ease. She's it was like, like oh, thank God like everybody can visual. see my hair. It, it was just like so it was like such a dramatic metaphor for how at ease that she could just let her hair loose I and love be it. comfortable yes. in life. Yes, I love that. I love that we do these things for parents but you know what we love them and they raised us and why not it is for both of them because as long as my mom was at ease and that meant my dad was at ease and then you're at ease it always comes yeah exactly it that's that that's the hierarchy mom at ease bob at ease diana but the old so the older i get now and i don't know if this is for you too the older i get the less worried she is she's just like okay you know what like i trust you and if this is what you want to do then do it i don't have to hide it from her i don't have to so i have a boyfriend now i mean he comes over he sleeps over it's not a big deal you know we mutad so there's that but (laughs) thanks i know we're kind of married that's but uh (laughs) i know he's gonna kill me for saying this or at least have a heart attack who knows but yeah so i mean the older i get now so i just live with my mom i'm not i don't have a relationship with my dad who's the strict one and my mom's austrian so she's got the european mindset but um the older I get, the less she worries. The, I don't have to hide anything from her. You know, I introduce the guys to her. So it's more comfortable because because she is more open to it. I don't feel like I have to hide anything and I can just bring people to her and be like, hey, mom, this is William. You know, this is the guy I'm right. dating. This is my boyfriend. You know, the irony of it all is if our parents just ever figured out this secret that the second my parents started just being a little more chill about dating in general... And as I get older, too, at some point, I do start legitimately considering some of the things that have been their concerns. Yeah. And so now, as much like I got to the point where, you know, dating is not a problem and introducing my dad to boyfriends isn't a problem. And even though he still refers to them as my fiance, he doesn't actually think that they're my fiance. But it's still now I've reached the point where I really want to introduce my dad to somebody more special exactly so, so i'm yep. like less likely and now it's i'm taking that more of a time getting to know somebody and being I'm able to introduce way, him yep. to my dad but of course it still involves a lot of me having to tell that person and explaining them my, my, yeah. my situation if i'm not dating an arab who doesn't get it it's a lot which to is take what in. i do by the way i don't date arabs or i usually don't date muslims either like the guy i'm dating is black and well he doesn't really have much of a religion but yeah 
Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's a whole other episode. That's a whole other episode. Yeah, um, about dating non-Muslims. That's you know that's me. I'm open to everybody. I mean, that's who I've always been. After I got my divorce, at least that's who I've been. I've just been like, if you're a good guy who's going to treat me right you know, uh, who will make me happy, then why not? Why do I have to restrict myself to this one group of people or one religious group of people, one ethnic group of people? You know, just somebody who's good. Right. And I, I think with my parents, from when I was younger, it went from like, well, you need to find someone from Tibnin, who's <laughs> an Arab, who's a Muslim. Tibnin, by the way, is a city in who's Lebanon. A, who's a Shia. And now they've reached the point where it's like, find them a good man, Diana. Can he breathe? then he's good he's, he's good. good for you find a good man i turned 33 years old today my <laughs> You're an old lady too, spinster right? at the end of the day you know what our parents just want is more grandkids. babies my mom's already come grandkids. and this is another going to be another episode because my mom's already come to the conclusion that i'm never going to have kids which i don't want kids and she's now given up on me and my brother is now in the spotlight so hussein we're waiting for you to have children my brother did, and I thought that would take the no, pressure off. No, it didn't. No, now oh. they just see me with Maybe my Maybe my mom should talk to your mom. Right? I feel like that's Don't the meet. thing. And the, the solution to the Arab mom, like, uh, helicopter parents over everything is to just create an Arab mom Facebook group so they can just talk shit about their daughters. <laughs> I love it. They should do that. I'll have my mom text your mom. But yeah, so I did do some research, by the way. Um, I feel like now more Muslims and Arabs are open to the idea of dating. There's a lot of Muslim dating apps, and I looked them up. I found a few. Arab Lounge, Minder. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Minder. Rhymes with Tinder. Single Muslim, Muzmeet, and Muzmatch. Muzmeets, I think it's called, and Muzmatch. Muzmeets? Yep, Muslim Meets. I feel like that's the name of a parody dating app I for think so Muslims. Too. Yeah, I know. Muzmeets. So Muzmatch launched a few years ago. 135,000 people have signed up, which is quite a few. Is that global or in, in the U.S.? I think it's in the U.S. and Canada. And then I was looking, um, the, a, a Canadian sociologist, Arshia Zaidi, Arshia Zaidi, the author of a study of Pakistani women in U.S. and Canada, finds that the younger generation has shifted away from the strict family obligations their parents and grandparents adhere to. And she said, quote, people want to have more power and control and want a voice in the whole process. So that's kind of cool. And then the founder of another Muslim dating app, I think it's called, I don't know if it's Ishku or Eshk, says they're the generation born with the rise of technology and social media, it's still a stigma and taboo, but it's definitely happening more. So it really is. Like, you see it happening more. Mm -hmm. You see more Arab Americans and Muslims, like, being a little more open to the idea of their kids. For instance, even going to homecoming. Right. You know, can you imagine doing that when we were in our teenagers? Holy shit. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I no, only, no, no, I, no, yeah, no. no that's, that is in itself a thing where I, it was only senior year that I ever even did that. But of course I went with just friends. Yeah. But, you know, that, no, I think too. I like, like the quotations of just, just friends, friends, by the way. Right. <laughs> so I, just friends, I promise. Muslims. We're not going to make out by the end of the night. No. And you know what's funny? In senior year, I wasn't doing anything Yeah, I wasn't like that. either. Like, I was so good. I was such a good high schooler. Cuddling but parents was think the big the, thing. Oh, yeah. Cuddling. Holding, holding hands. Um, so I think <laughs> that mu millennials and Muslims like today, like we're finding our own ways to kind we of are, like yeah. engage in our identities and I, I feel like they're you know with social media and technology and just different ways of meeting people now and I think it's kind of like that ideal yes. little balance of like and I feel like you have younger parents right. now you know because like, right our generation you know our generation parents. like let's say 40 year olds they were the ones who were like us who were sneaking around so I feel like they might be more open to dating and then the the parents like 
you know, for instance, our parents, let's say they had a kid now, they'd probably just be like, okay, whatever, you know, like they're a little more open. They're used to us. They've raised us. So I think the idea of just dating around is a lot more, it's a lot more loose now. Yeah, and I'm a little salty about that because I, I know feel, I feel like too growing we up. We got the shit end of that stick. Like this right here, like relating to just other Arab American women about what it was like growing up and the funny stories here. It's 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 definitely like I wish I had this when I was younger yes. and just knowing just how relatable because to me it was always just oh this is what it's like to grow up in east dearborn but it's not no and just knowing that this is like all of us and all of our parents and all of their generation that you know how do we adapt ourselves because i feel like i might have been able to be a little bit easier on my parents growing up if i understood it from a broader context yep 100 percent. yeah we wouldn't have had to sneak around as much or like think that they were just against us and didn't want us to be happy yeah, but how much of that sneaking around and all of the savviness, savvy tricks that we picked up savvy shaped tricks. who we are today? 100%. It really did. And you know what? We wouldn't have these amazing stories and I wouldn't be able to bring you on. Thank you guys so much for listening, Diana. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I really thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I'm sure I'm going to have you back. Maybe we'll have another one about dating while Arab, dating non-Arabs while Arab. Oh, yeah, and then I can share the um, next part of the story of what happened with the um, 19-year-old fake fiancé. Okay, guys, that is what we call a teaser. Just so you know, for those in the media. Oh, I'm still learning. This is is my first time doing something like this. Well, you did great, and thank you so much. Don't forget to go check out El Amir, who's sponsoring this month's podcast series, Breaking PETA with Z. Make sure to go check out uh, their Dearborn and Dearborn Heights location. Honestly, Dearborn, the original one, is my favorite. Go get that hot bread. Sundays at El Amir. Yes, get, get their breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You will be good to go. I promise you will not be disappointed. Oh, yeah. So. I already had my birthday dinner there last <laughs> night. Legit. I was at Alamir last night with some colleagues, and we had a combo platter that was way more than enough. I love it. Yeah, For 30 bucks. Go get you some Alamir, guys. A-L-A-M-E-E-R. Diana, thank you so much for being on here on Breaking Pito with Z. Breaking Pito with Z.